Hey, thanks for listening to the Season with Salt podcast. My name is Dominique Bomonte, and today I'm talking about Thanksgiving etiquette inside of a pandemic. So stay tuned. and it is a week away from Thanksgiving. It is, in my world, November 2019. I don't know what day it is. It's, it's November, though, and it's 2021, and we are getting ready to uh, celebrate our second Thanksgiving in a pandemic, and maybe we need to be reminded that we are still in a pandemic. And particularly in this season, when people already have codes and all kinds of stuff, like really a season of focus around how we're gonna care for ourselves and our health. So I said, let me get this, uh, let me get this pandemic um, uh, Thanksgiving episode out. Last year, I stayed home and made all my own food and was like, dude, I'm never doing this again. Um, I tried my best um, and decided that I my best is not adequate. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, okay, now everything looks pretty. And I took pictures and I shared it, but then I got to thinking to myself, am I going to eat this? Because, but I did eat it. I did eat it. Thanksgiving was cool. So this year... I am traveling. I'm getting on a plane and I'm going places and seeing folks and doing things. And I think that, um, so what I'm talking about today around Thanksgiving etiquette is not just what I think other people should do, it's what I'm doing. Um, And I think it's, you know, etiquette around Thanksgiving has become increasingly important considering the fact that we have more to protect and Many of us, we go to grandma's house or grandpa's house or grandparents' house or older parents' house, and we need to um, realize that we're not just responsible for protecting ourselves, but also for protecting other folks in our actions. So let's just jump right on into this. Hey, also, I just want to let you know that this is my second episode about Thanksgiving. I had an episode about Thanksgiving that was episode 13. So um, if you're listening to this and you find it entertaining, like, hey, make sure you go back to episode 13 and check out um, my No Drama on Thanksgiving episode, which is cool. Okay, let's get into this. I don't know about you. So first of all, let me just say this. People need to create their own um, practices and their own um 
rules around Thanksgiving. Because sometimes we're like, oh, my family doesn't do that, so I'm not doing that. Well, if you're raising kids or you're influencing kids in any way, um, there is a wrong and a right way to do stuff. And sometimes, like people around us, their standard for the right way to do stuff is low, right? And so kids, they are watching they're listening to us, but they're also watching what we do. So I think if you're a person of influence in the life of a young person, you have even a greater responsibility to make sure that you are creating some standards for how you host, how you act like a guest at someone else's home, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that this is the season of giving and this is the season of taking but it is also the season of thoughtfulness and this is the best time of the year to teach children thoughtfulness um because they <laughs> they know what they want and and they are vulnerable to being taught and following directions if you know what i mean so let me just hit the high level what to remember around this COVID stuff. So if you're going to an older person's house, going to a parent's house, going to someone who um, has a, a health vulnerability, like you need to be extra cautious. And I just want to say, first of all, that I think it's important to get a COVID test this year, right? Get a COVID test to make sure that you are good. I don't care if you've been uh, vaccinated, or if you're going to somebody else's house, you need to get a COVID test. So like I'm going um, out of town. So I plan to get a COVID test upon arrival. I plan to get one before I go. I just want to make sure that I am in, I'm healthy and that I am not like being a super sport. I got to get on a plane. I got to protect myself. I got to make sure that um, I'm carrying hand sanitizer and gloves and all the things that are necessary to protect myself and other people. So I want to say, have your family get a COVID test before you go to someone else's house just to begin the week so that you know what your status is. And because that's a popular thing that's happening around the holidays, don't wait until Monday or Tuesday to go and get your COVID test. Get your COVID test early. Um, you can get uh, a home kit um, that are about $20, $30 and comes with sometimes two tests. So um, I've got a home kit. I plan to take my first COVID um, test on Saturday just to see where I'm at, how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. Uh, and then I'll take another one uh, before I get on the plane and then uh, before I walk myself into my grandma's house. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing is, is that um, you're, I think it's important to limit the, because you know how folks be like, oh, I'm going to such and such's house and such and such invited me. Like if you're going to an older person's house, like a grandmother or a parent, I think it's important to go to the grandma's house or the older person's house first before you start doing a whole bunch of stops. But I think it's appropriate to only have at, at maximum two stops, right? Because the more places that you go, the more you put yourself at risk, right? And maybe, the, first of all, let me say that what pushes my consciousness in this particular uh, episode is that even though some people are thinking all the pandemic's over and moving forward, like I know like three or four people currently that have COVID, right? Vaccinated folks. And so I think it's important to um, keep that in mind. Also, 
I think it's important to carry on as though, or to make the assumption that people are not vaccinated because it's a topic that people don't like to discuss. Um, and you, you can't just be going around asking people if they're vaccinated, but all you can really do is protect yourself and your family. So you have to make, um, you know, decisions based on what you know to be true. Um, and so limiting the places that you're stopping, if you have to go to the grocery store, you have to do all your stuff. Like I would just encourage um, you to um, wear gloves and in your preparation, like just make sure that you are keeping clean. The reality is, is that, you know, there have been very clean and cautious people who have gotten COVID, right? But that being cautious and clean um, doesn't, it, it, it's helpful, right? Because at the very least, you're protecting yourself and others. You're eliminating certain risks. So I just wanted to get um, that out of the way before I get into the nuts and bolts of being a guest at someone's house or hosting or whatever you plan on doing this year. So the first thing I think is important, aside from all the COVID stuff, is um, don't go to nobody's house empty-handed. I don't know why this has to be said. Um, I know that sometimes, especially in a COVID environment, people are going to say, no, don't bring anything, just bring yourself. And I think that I also have in my notes that we need to respect that. Like, so it it, it, it is safer, right, when all the food is cooked at the same place. Because when you start bringing food from five and six different places and go to the grocery store at the last minute, like folks have been touching all over the pies and picking the one that they think looks the best. Like, it's just best to honor the request of the host if they ask you not to bring anything. They are generally talking about don't bring any food. Now, what I mean when I say don't go empty-handed is when you show up at somebody's house, there are a couple of things that you can bring. And this has been a practice of mine. Sometimes like the host, they um, have been so inundated with the responsibilities of hosting that they haven't taken care of themselves. They haven't um, they've just been buying things. It costs a lot of money to host a Thanksgiving. I think people sometimes forget like that turkey's not a dollar. Like there's a, there's certainly a premium on a lot of the things that we buy for the holidays to cook. Um, and I think it's important to realize that somebody paid lots of money or and spent lots of time to prepare Thanksgiving dinner. You can bring something. So something could be a Thanksgiving Day card. Pick up three or four this week. Don't wait until the last minute. A Thanksgiving Day card. Uh, some flowers. Uh, if the person, um, I always say, like, if the, if the host really likes Pepsi, you know, pick up a 12-pack a, a of Pepsi and put on there, you know, for the host only and give it to them, hide it in their room or something that they can use later to relax. Uh, if you're going to Starbucks, ask the host, like, what they would like if, they, if there's something that you can bring them. Don't ask them, just bring them something that you know they like if you already know what they order. Don't just come to people's house like ready to eat up all their food without bringing something. So those are my recommendations. Some flowers or a plant, definitely a Thanksgiving Day card, some coffee, um, something that um, they could use, you know, the kind of, you know, not 
that alleviates the stress of hosting. So don't go empty handed. Um, if you are asked to bring a dish, like you need to operate in the same caution that you expect the host to operate in while they are cooking and preparing food, right? Especially in this time of year, folks don't want to get food poisoning from something that you bring, right? So be wise, um, consider what you're making things in, um, consider what you, um, you know, are, are, are uh, using, like your stress level when you're cooking and such. The other thing I think is important too is that if you, um, if you are, oh, I lost my train of thought, but that's okay because that thought's going to come back to me because it feel good. So when you go to somebody's house, you've arrived, you brought something thoughtfully, you thought about the host and those that live in the house where you're going, you're you're limiting your stops, you're not going to 50 different places before you get there, uh, you're being conscientious around um, the cleanliness. If you're bringing a dish, once you get there, listen, stay off your phone right? Spend time, like, taking the in the moment, right? Like, don't be the person that's, like, flipping pictures of everything and, like, planning your next stop. Like, just live in the moment. Like, I don't know about you, but I grew up around Black folks that like to watch other people eat their food and enjoy it. And it can make a person, a host, very anxious if, like, you've got a plate of food and then you're, you're, you're so busy at taking pictures of it and posting other places. Just live in the moment. Like, be there. Enjoy the food. Be gracious to the host um, to the best of your ability. Um, also, find ways that you can help. Um, one of the things that's really annoying that you have to be careful of is that there's some places, depending on your familiarity with the host, you can just find something to help and just do it. Don't ask, right? Just find something to do it. Um, if you are not familiar with the host, it's, it's, it's nice and kind to ask how you can help. Um, if they say, no, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Because sometimes, especially people who are very particular about the way that they host, they know how they like things, they know what they want them, and just the, the subtle, you know, removing of an item or doing something in a way that they don't do it can really, like, mess up their mindset. So ask if necessary. If not necessary, find something that you can do. Um, to support, that might just be setting the table or cleaning off a table or, you know, helping with the, with the you know, serving dishes or um, particularly after the meal, just thinking about the person who hosted, their work is not done after you've had something to eat. Their work continues. They still have you know, a lot of different things that they have to do. They have to clean the house. They have to wash the dishes. They have to put the china away. They have to, you know, sometimes they have a lot of leftover food that they're trying to figure out what to do with. And I think that anything that you can do thoughtfully to help after the meal, don't just get a plate and leave. But if you know you're going to take some food with you, then you have an added responsibility or obligation to ensure that you're just not leaving a mess for folks. So, help after dinner um, as much as you can. Um, I think it's important not to overstay, right? You gotta, you gotta feel, you gotta get a good feel for when somebody's ready for you to leave, right? When people are getting up and leaving, when the host is yawning, um, when the host is over um, involved in cleaning up and straightening up and you're still sitting there prolonging conversation, you gotta know when to get up 
and go, right? Like, don't be the person that is still there. Don't be the last person at an event, right? Like, do what you can to, and sometimes, like, the guests might even, the, the host might even have somebody else kind of drop some innuendos or some, like, passive-aggressive communications around, like, okay, thanks, everybody, for coming. Don't be there until then. Like, know when to leave. I think, you know, one and a half hours after the meal is served, you know, is is really max, right? Like, don't overstay. I think the other piece is, you know, when you ask the host um, what time dinner starts, it's important for you to be there at the time that dinner starts. Don't come with your crew of people, you know, you know, two and three hours late expecting to be hosted in the same way that the people who were on time were hosted, right? Because the, the food has already been served. You're, you're putting the host in a position where they've got to walk you through where to get stuff and what's not, what's left and what's not left. Um, I think it's really important. The other thing is if you're a guest at somebody's house, don't ask who made what. Like, if you are concerned about who made what, then you make it at your house. Get the things that you like. Um, you might have to put some things on your plate as a courtesy to the host sometimes just to taste it. Maybe they're trying out a new recipe. Maybe they're conscientious about a certain recipe that they think is their specialty and they make all the time. You might have to just taste something just to say, you know, I tried it, right? If, if they are serving your plate, try to taste everything that you can. Um, if you cannot eat something that has been served to you, I think it's just appropriate to say, oh my gosh, I'm full. You know, like I really um, would love to finish this, but I'm full. Um, sometimes you have to just put it in a to-go box if they have to-go boxes and, 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 and then just do what you need to do with it later. I think the other piece is, is that if you're going to a place where you know that there's usually an abundance of food left over. I think it's a good idea to bring your own Tupperware, but I wouldn't just walk into somebody's house with a whole bunch of Tupperware, right? I wouldn't walk into somebody's house with a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe you leave it in your car, and when they say, oh, you have a lot of food left, maybe you can say, oh, I have some um, extra stuff so that I don't have to use your um, Tupperware that I have, that I just keep in the back of my trunk just in case. And they might be comfortable with that, or if they got a styrofoam, you can just transfer it later. You got to feel the moment. Um, one thing that's probably going to happen is if you're not in the core group, you're probably going to get talked about. So you have, to, you have to be very careful about your presentation, your attitude, the way that you show up as a guest, um, because, you know, you, you know, there's an etiquette to being a guest. So I wanted to um, note that. Listen. Don't invite if, if if I invite you uh, to Thanksgiving, I invited you. It's at that moment that you you should say, "Oh, you know, my cousin Johnny is coming into town that day, and so I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to other folks' house because I want to respect that somebody from out of town is coming, or I'm going to be my new boyfriend or girlfriend would be with me." Let the host tell you that that's okay. Don't just add a person because especially in a COVID environment, adding another person where nobody knows where they came from or where they live or how they got there can be very stressful for the host. And again, you will be talked about. <laughs> so be careful about inviting other hosts, I think, uh, inviting other guests. 
ask the host when appropriate. Um, in a COVID environment, assume that it might not be appropriate um, because depending on where the person comes from or the, or the person's familiarity with the family, like make good judgments around, you know, how you engage the host in some additional person that you want to bring. Um, let the host tell you, oh, no, that's fine. We'd love to have such and such. Don't make that decision yourself. But then also don't rule out going to someone's house because you know you have a host. Just communicate up front with the person that is hosting and say, hey, I got, I, I'm got, i responsible for, some, for, for somebody else. I'm watching my sister's kids and they're coming with me. Um, just so that there's an understanding of that. Listen, if you know that you are bringing the Brady Bunch to somebody else's house, particularly kids and teenagers and such. Like, it might be kind for you to just tell the host, hey, I'm bringing additional drinks. Because kids, especially if there's an abundance of things to drink or desserts, they are going to slurp it down. And you don't want to upset the host, you know, because they only plan for, you know, the folks that have one or two drinks. So I think it's appropriate for you to... Um, you know, at least brings a non-perishable or something extra. Um, and maybe that extra is just something that you leave in your car because you know that your kids are hungry or thirsty or whatever. You need to have that conversation with your kids before you get, don't be eating up all these people's food. One plate is enough. I don't care what they ask. I don't care if they say you can have another plate. One plate is enough, especially if you know you're going to somebody else's house. I think it makes sense from my perspective to always cook your own food at home. At least if it's a small plate of something so that when you go home, you have extra food and then that helps you to not be overwhelming to whomever is hosting, especially if they have a lot of people and they're asking people to take stuff home, you know, like rude. Now, listen, and I, I grew up with people uh, wanting to have like my grandma's dressing or, some, you know, finding out if there's some extra food or something like that. If you're just stopping by to pick up something from somebody's house, you're not staying. You are still obligated to bring something. Listen, if somebody volunteers to make you a pie or a cake or, you know, gives you a side of dressing or whatever it is, take a card, put a little money in it. It costs money to buy everything that you, even if they got food stamps, it still it costs food stamps. Even if they got it for free from the food bank, then it, they, it costs gas. Whatever it is, somebody made the effort. They spent the time to prepare and nothing should be, you should not take anything without being a blessing to the person that prepared it. Period. I don't care what nobody says. You are obligated to make sure that you are honoring the person that put their time and talent and treasure into preparing you something, even if you're not staying for the whole meal. Okay. So um, I think that, you know, these are some of the things that I think are just high level importance. Um, the thing that I want to close with is this admonition. <laughs> when you're going to somebody's house, watch your mouth. Sometimes there is, well, there will be lots of conversation about politics and COVID shots and vaccinations, you know, church politics. Um, there's going to be a lot of fluid engagement during 
a Thanksgiving event, dinner, Friendsgiving, whatever it is. And a lot of topics that are, you know, floating around the universe are toxic and can bring up trauma for people. Um, you, you don't know who's related to who. You don't want to be talking about nobody's pastor. You don't want to be talking about anybody's political beliefs. I think that if you are a person that sometimes like can be over talkative like myself, you know, think about topics that you care about, things that you know aren't um, dramatic um, or aren't going to raise issues and red flags for other people. Because you can ruin somebody's event by saying and talking about the wrong stuff, right? Or having the wrong attitude about things that um, don't, you know, there's, there's, a, there's just a lot going on in the world. And so being thoughtful around like how you engage in discussion, especially if you're passionate about it, um, especially if you're at somebody else's house, because if the person who is hosting the event is a Democrat and you're a Republican, you're at their house, right? And so I would be careful while you eating somebody's food like, you know, talking about their politics, right? Or or criticizing things of their beliefs. I would be I would be very careful about that, right? Um, if there are very strong feelings around certain issues, then figure out how to phase yourself out of that conversation, move to the next conversation, go to the bathroom, get a drink of water, so find a way to get out of confrontational um uh, you know stuff because people will take you there. Um, and the other thing is you, um, sometimes with Thanksgiving and other holidays bring to the surface are old, you know, family or friendship challenges that have gone unaddressed throughout the year. Um, this particular Thanksgiving might be the first time in a couple of years that you and your family have gathered in person. Uh, and so there might be unresolved challenges or there might be things that came up during the pandemic that you were not able to address in person. Um, I think it's important to, um, you know, if you need to have that conversation beforehand, have it beforehand. Do not use uh, Thanksgiving as an opportunity to challenge and to be in people's faces and to bring up old stuff or unresolved issues like figure out a way to um it survive a holiday without being at the center of any um any drama right um i think also too you know you might think about ways that you can host folks that always host to you um you know maybe offer to take the host out for coffee at, an, at another day um let me also say this if you are a person um who plans to do black friday shopping you know black friday shopping starts on thanksgiving Consider that if you are staying or sleeping at the home of somebody who is older, right? Like you don't want to be going out to 15 different stores and then coming back um, and creating a rest for other folks. I think this is a good year also to get a hotel room, <laughs> right? Like especially if you're so that you're not overpopulating like the older person in your life, you're not overpopulating their house, especially if you have kids and such. Um, I think I just think that that's important. I think overall, what I'm talking about is this call to thoughtfulness and to not just consider like how you have been living, but also, you know, the risk that you might potentially bring to the person that you are hosting based on decisions that you make or don't make. Um, and I think that that's really important. 
Um, if the food is not good, figure out a way to survive, right? If the food is really good, I mean, I think it's always nice. It's nice to be nice, as those folks will say. So when you, um, when you, you need to show gratitude, you need to make sure that you're telling the host, thank you. They want some affirmation about their food, right? If you don't like the way something tastes, be quiet, right? <laughs> like you don't have to act or, or be weird, just, you know, be kind. Um, I think you can also sometimes go to the bathroom and take a pause. And sometimes you have to pray and say, okay, God, help me to be nice. Um, so a lot of people, me and my family were talking about how a lot of people do not know that their grandma cannot cook because their grandma's food is all that they have ever had. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to go into that right now, but I just think that it's important to consider that people have a perspective about their abilities that sometimes are not shared. And those be the people trying to bring the... One time my aunts had this big discussion about who had the best deviled eggs. Everybody knew what the deal was. <laughs> Everybody was like, mm. okay, we're going to let certain... Some people had to be let know. Some people just had to kind of say, one day we'll just have to tell her, but not today. All right, y'all. So I hope that you um, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope I've said something that's helpful in your thinking. I'd love to know what you um, are planning to do this year. Um, so hit me up. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Season with Soft, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at SWS Podcast, on Instagram at SWS Podcast, on Twitter at SWS The Podcast. You can also go to our website to listen to all the episodes, all 127 of them. And that is SeasonWithSaltPodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and can't wait to connect with you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Season with song, with song. Season with song, with song.